Streaming live from the beautiful city of Hollywood, Florida, USA. This is SoFloRadio.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Groovathon. I am Tony C. However, I identify myself as a devastatingly handsome super genius for the weekly radio show. Joined, as always, live in the studio by my man, IBB. He handles the production, engineering, and a little bit of the chit chat from time to time to ensure that our groove is satin smooth. Yeah, baby. As always, the Groovathon centers around an attitude of gratitude. Mucho mahalo to everybody tuning in here in America and around the world on SoFlowRadio.com. For those of you into visual self-flagellation, thanks for tuning in on SoFlowTelevision.com. Hope everybody had a great week out there and a good day as well today. Right around 11.23 this morning, I went into a whole hallelujah thing in my uh, in my apartment and probably right around the same time that John Stewart was thinking to himself, you know, maybe I should stick around for another year. You know, why? Because I spent an hour watching what is it, Donald Trump letting us all know that we're just squirrels trying to get a nut in the Trump world, baby. Unfreaking believable Lots of stuff to get to. Jeb finally made it official, which is to say he let us all know that he's absolutely as full of shit as his brother, but with a better command of the Spanish language. Also, it looks like uh, Bill Belichick got hired by the St. Louis Cardinals to do, uh, what is it, I guess, I don't know, as an advisor or scout, which in this case, scouting means, you know, hacking into the Houston Astros computer database. First things first, the computer, the Houston Astros. Why in God's name would you want to do that? I haven't been able to figure that out. Also, can there be any doubt at this point that God really hates Texas? None. No. You know why? Because at this very moment in time, you know what's happening? It's flooding down in Texas, baby. And deservedly so, as these people get aquatically bitch-slapped. I'll have a little commentary on the lunacy of trying to uh, associate the weather with your feelings on a 2,000-year-old book. (laughs) Retribution from God? I think not. All of that, of course, is going to be surrounded by two hours of the greatest, most diverse groove anywhere. I have got a me, 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 me. Set. I've got a shuggy, shuggy, shuggy set. I've got Nordic Rock. I got the drive groove of the day. And a little bit later on, I'm going to play Return to Forever and Eric B. and Rakim back to back. And not just because both songs are Groovus Maximus, which, this being the Groovathon, you can rest assured they absolutely are. Hey, you know what? It is just past 3 o'clock in the only Hollywood that matters anymore Hollywood, Florida. Just past 9 o'clock out on the Big Island. Just past. 8 o'clock at night, Lytham St. Anne's for the Pavilion crew on that blessed plot. And guess what? It's just past 10 o'clock in Istanbul, where my friend Rebecca Celeste is no doubt dancing a whirling dervish to the dulcet tunes of Parliament Funkadelic. You want to know why? Because Erdogan is, how do I put this, gone. Yep. But that doesn't mean he can't get his groove on and on. You about ready, Ivy? Lord knows I am, baby. Hey, Grooveteers, stick around and saddle up. It's the Groovaton on SoFloRadio.com.
That's right, Bennett Brower here with another commentary. Didn't think the suits would have me back, perhaps. Thought they'd have my derriere replaced by one of those cookie-cutter store mannequins. Well, maybe I'm not the norm. I'm not camera-friendly. I don't wear clothes that fit me. I'm not a heartbreaker. I haven't had sex with a woman. I don't know how that works. I guess I don't fall in line. I'm not hygienic. I don't wipe properly. I lack style. I have no charisma or self-esteem. I don't own a toothbrush or let my scabs heal. I can't reach all the parts of my body. When I sleep, I don't... I sweat profusely. But I guess the powers that be will keep signing my paycheck, at least until John and Jane Q. Viewer start to go for the remote so they can get back to watching commentators who don't frighten children and don't eat their own dandruff and don't pop their whiteheads with a compass they used in high school. Thank you, Kevin. Bennett Brower, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.
Tears for Fears changed. You know, that's one of those songs I wish you could, don't you wish you could get credit for being into a band for everybody else? I remember hearing The Hurting as an import version. Before that, Chris Varley, Bennett Brower, putting those uh, exclamation, you know, putting the uh, quotation marks around everything he says. I don't wipe, I can't touch all the parts of my body. Kicking off the show, Screaming Lord Such, thumping beat from Screaming Lord Such and Heavy Friends. And frankly, if you're not starting off your show with the Shaolin Afronauts the way I did, guess what? Your show's not as groovy as this one. The Shaolin Afronauts is what I uh, kicked off the show. Got into some really groovy kind of Afrobeat stuff this week. I do the work, obviously, so you don't have to. This entire show, all the music in your show, about well, most most of it anyway, you know, I'm the luckiest guy on the planet. I got friends who have such great taste in music. And... Uh, you know, they're constantly putting stuff out there, and I get to steal it all from them as if it was my own idea. And so this entire show is going to this show's going to get a lot of shout-outs. I've got a uh, couple of tracks coming up right now. One is from a band called Refused, and these guys are somewhere in the Nordic countries. And a friend of mine, Roger, who basically knows everything about music, had posted a, uh, a video from these guys. I believe the song that he posted is called Noise. And, you know, I had to I had to send him a text and say, you know, what was the name of that band? Because he posted like two years ago. And I was totally into it. So I found it again. Then I started listening to some of their other stuff and found some really great tunes by these guys. So, you know, I've got that. I got Pete Rock. We've got all kinds of stuff. I got a Shuggy, Shuggy, Shuggy thing. My brother inspired me to do that one. I'll be talking about that later. Also, you know, the clown card, GOP clown card. Stuff to the freaking hilt, dude. And the best part about this is, is that Fox now has said that the they're only going to allow 10 people in the initial debate. And it's only the top 10 people by how they're doing, you know, in the polls. And right now, guess what? Trump, number eight at 3.6, an astounding 3.6. So, you know, that ought to be hilarious, if nothing else. He literally spent an hour this morning. I watched the Jeb Bush announcement yesterday. Okay. And... Great speech. I thought if you're going to make a speech to announce your candidacy, I thought his was great. And then, of course, you know, MSNBC trashed it all the way. Oh, it's weak. It was this. It was that. And, yeah, that's true if you actually parse out what he was saying, which, of course, was a complete crock of crap. At this point now, what you've got are Republicans trying to co-opt progressive ideas because they realize that's what the country wants. Of course, they say they're going to do things. They just never tell you how. Okay, you know, why worry about that? Man, we'll talk about leap first, man. These guys are off the 10-meter board at the deep end of the pool, and they ain't coming up for air, baby. People have no idea how to solve the problem. The best thing I liked was that he went, I'm going to be able to solve immigration, and it's not going to take an executive order to do it. Really? Jeb, if you're the president, trust me when I tell you your own party is going to smack you down the minute you even... You won't even be able to get through the second syllable of immigrate. You're going to be like, Imma, psh. that's it. That is it. Okay? Those people, they're just going to wail on you. But it sounds great when he says, draws it up in the, you know, in the clubhouse, and it sounds great. Of course, anybody listening to that knows they're going to have to go to the, you know, go into the huddle and call an audible. And then, of course, we got Donald Trump today, who the best line in the entire hour speech from this guy is when he said, you know, look, I don't have to brag. Okay, I, I'm not there. I don't have to break it. Then he spent the next hour bragging. Yeah, I love that kind of stuff. Absolutely. These guys, man. I The next, between now, for like the next year, now through about, 
I guess, for about the next year. Iowa caucuses are in January, I believe, 16. And that's when we start the mad dash. You know, everybody figures out exactly how much money they got. And they determine how far they can go in the race before they realize that their best hope is to be vice president. And then when they realize they can't get that, their best hope is to get a cabinet position. And then when they realize they're too stupid to do that, okay, then they become lobbyists. Now, that's what ends up happening. As I said earlier this week, don't eat the rich. I'm going to go against you on this one. Do not eat the rich because the rich very much are like lobsters. Okay, They're old. Okay, and you know, the older a lobster gets, the tougher the meat is. You know, I want a 12-pound lobster. Great. Get a chainsaw. It's the only way you're cutting into that meat. Okay, don't eat the rich. Eat the lobbyists. They're younger. They're, they're, their meat is tastier. Okay, it's much better that way. Eat the lobbyists. Take away their, take away their way to influence people. I told somebody, I said, you want to solve all banking corruption? Take Jamie Dimon, put him in general population in Rikers for about six weeks. You'll never have another banking scandal again. That'll be it. All over at that point. He will come out with an asshole, looks like the Lincoln Tunnel on a slow day, and a very intense desire to hang himself, which, fine with me. But when all the other Wall Streeters see that, you'd like to believe you do something. Although now that I think about it, you know, these people never think they're going to get caught anyway. These masters of the universities, alpha types. You know, of course I'm going to commit the crime because I'm never going to get caught. And when I do, the fine is going to be less than the profits and I'm not going to have to go to jail. Unless, of course, you consider my house in the Caymans jail. I don't think they do. Hey, guess what? You know what? I got comments all day long. Nothing of critical importance that we're going to go into the long discussion. I'll bring IB in a little bit down the line when we start talking about the lunacy of Jesus land. Brought to you by Kansas. Kansas, a place where the people can't help allowing their elected officials to screw them. Over and over and over. Kansas. We keep the groove going here. A little Nordic rock. Yeah, it's refused. Voodoo people on the Groove on SoFloRadio.com.
I reminisce for a spell, or shall I say think back? 22 years ago to keep it on track. The birth of a child on the 8th of October. A toast, but my granddaddy came sober. Count all the fingers and the toes. Now I suppose you hope the little black boy grows. 18 years younger than my mama. But I really got beatings with the girl of trauma. In single parenthood, there I stood. By the time she was 21, had another one. This one's a girl. Let's name a Pam. Same father as the first, but you don't give a damn. Irresponsible. Plain not thinking Papa said chill But the brother keep winking Still he won't down You will tear out your hide On your side While the baby make us slide The mama got wise to the game The youngest of five kids Hun, here it is After ten years Without no spouse Mama's getting married In the house Listen Positive over negative For the woman a master Mother queen's rise In the chapter Deja vu Tell you what I'm gonna do When they reminisce Over you My God
Oh, yeah. Pete Rock and CL Smooth, they reminisce over you before that. Refused voodoo people. The Pete Rock song going out. Big shout out to my man, Desi Dez, in the Middle Finger Lounge, located in the beautiful confines of Tappacag on Broadway and 104th. <laughs> I'll tell you, the entire week, man, I was thinking about, uh, I don't know, a lot of friends of mine and, uh, and stuff. They had all posted music, but uh, I guess... About a week ago, I sent a text to my brother out in uh, in Arizona. I hadn't heard from him in a while. I had to drop him a note. And he sent me back a text saying, hey, I'm at the Shuggy Otis show. And it took me a minute to, like, you know, there's only so much I can fit on my, my C drive in my head. So I, you know, I had to do a little recollection and stuff. And I, you know, Googled him. And then I remembered where I knew him from, from a band called Snatch and the Poontangs. <laughs> okay. But the best thing is that Shuggy Otis was actually the son of Johnny Otis. Johnny Otis, a very famous uh, jazz guitar player and then blues and rock guitar player. Shuggy Otis, a phenomenal guitar player in his own right, and came out with his first album, I think, in 1969. Here comes Shuggy Otis, actually, I believe is the name of the album. That same year, at the age of 16, he was born in 53, Frank Zappa um, in 68 got rid of the uh, the Mothers of Invention and went out on his own. And his first album after Mothers of Invention, I believe, was Hot Rats. And it's pretty much entirely instrumental, except for, which song is it? Willie the Pimp. I'm a little pimp with my hair gas back. But the rest of the album is, uh, is all instrumental, including um, one of the all-time great songs, Peaches on Regalia, which everybody knows. And here's the thing most people don't know. The bass on that is done by Shuggy Otis. He was 16. He played bass for Frank Zappa on Peaches on Regalia, one of the great Zappa songs. The entire album, absolutely worth getting. I, I met Frank Zappa at uh, Slimelight in New York, Limelight, for a, uh, an anti-PMRC uh, rally that had taken place. The Parents Music Resource Center, you remember? Uh, was it Liz Dole and the rest of those people? And... It, I was, you know, he was chatting with, you know, and it was me, and there were a bunch of other people standing around, and he was talking, and he said that if he had had his way, he would have spent his entire life writing and recording classical music. He just couldn't make money at it. And he had said that because I believe at the time he had just come out with his very first classical composition. Like, he had actually written classical music because at that point he had made money. So I was thinking about Shuggy Otis and Frank Zappa and my brother, and reminiscing over you and stuff like that. So I came up with my Shuggy, Shuggy, Shuggy set, except it's only Shuggy, Shuggy. In the middle of it is the Peaches on Regalia, but not the Zappa version. We keep it going. I do all the homework so you don't have to, so we can get you the best groove possible. Little Shuggy Otis on the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com. Baby, don't you know You're looking good And I love you so Hey, 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 hey <laughs> Just look at you With your little mini skirt on I like to see you wiggle like that, baby The way you love me is a shame It's like a hurricane Yeah Woo! Baby, it's a thrill I need it <laughs> Come on, say you will Baby, you know what? Something else, really. 
Me and my woman, we don't get along but one day at a time, baby. 
That is from 2013. Before that, the Dixie Dregs doing Peaches on Regalia live. That is from California Screamin'. Bonus package on that one. Dweezil Zappa on guitar with Steve Morse. Of course, the tie-in there, the first song was Suggy Otis doing Hurricane from his very first album, 1969, called Here Comes Suggy Otis. The tie-in and all that is, of course, the drummer on the Dregs track is Rod Morgenstein. My brother represents Rod Morgenstein, but he was at the Suggy Otis show, and Suggy Otis played bass on the original version of Peaches on Regalia. Now, there you go, baby. That is the circle of life for, for me right there. That's absolutely the circle of life. Um, a lot of stuff to talk about this week. As always, I bring in my man, Ibe, for the choicest tidbits. One thing I want to let everybody know, I mentioned this to him. This Friday, I believe, is must-watch television. There it is. On Real Time on Bill Maher this Friday, which is 10 o'clock Eastern, <laughs> two of the guests are going to be, you're going to love this one, Bernie Sanders and... And Coulter. So we're absolutely, I know I know you're totally. I, I, I'm in. Yeah. A few other things. San Francisco has decided to put warning labels on soda. Why not? Yeah. Sure. We're into transparency. Yeah. I'm drinking a soda. There you go, baby. I want to know what kind of poison it is. Exactly. I don't mind being poisoned as long as I get to choose the poison. Sure. There you go. And I was just reading this one and we had a bit of a chuckle. I'm going to read this word for word. You know, I'm 50 and I can't see jack squat anymore. And the headline is this. We love this headline. Obama pushes new environmental protection. So GOP comes out in support of pollution. <laughs> there was a popular saying that if President Obama came out in favor of air, Republicans would stop breathing. Well, now they may get a chance to test that theory. As part of the Obama administration's growing resolve to combat pollution and environmental protection or destruction, the president announced an ambitious plan to curb greenhouse gases, blah, 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 blah. You know, he wants he wants to clean up the place, okay? And none of these things, according to these people, it's like none of these sound particularly controversial, right? Wrong! Because congressional Republicans like, uh, who is it, Senator Shelley Moore Capito, she's a Republican from West Virginia, has announced that she and her party will block any and all initiatives that attempt to address Obama's environmental goals. Now, she's from West Virginia. <laughs> I can't. I'm sh- are you shocked? I mean, her parents might be related. <laughs> Please. Let me ask you and something. not just through marriage. I know. Well, that's the whole question. A married couple from West Virginia moves out to California and get a divorce. Are they still legally brother and sister? <laughs> you get me. My get drum's over here. That's an old one. I know. I was um, talking earlier. Uh, there is a uh, hurricane right now heading towards... Um, Houston. As a matter of fact, it's not heading towards Houston. It's probably right over Houston right now. I remember... You know, people in Jesus land read Kansas, Kansas brought to, yes, the hurricane brought to you by Kansas, Kansas, where people can't stop letting their elected officials screw them royally. Kansas, part of Jesus land. Yeah, baby. Ding. So earlier today, I uh, woke up, saw the news in Berkeley, California. Um, a bunch of Irish uh, kids, I guess they're college students or something like that. They're, they're young in, in as much as they're over 21, but under, I guess, 30. And they were in a hotel in Berkeley, California. They were all standing out on the uh, on a balcony. And I guess there was a whole bunch of them there on the fourth floor, and it collapsed. Um, 
Six of them, as of the time I split to come here, six are already dead. There's a bunch more in the hospital. And I said to you, what is going yeah. to be the inevitable outcry by some jackwad in Texas, no doubt. That's what the Irish get for allowing. Uh, I'm guessing man. Pat Robertson. That's my guess. He he's the one that always has that like you know that's the gays in Orlando. That's why the hurricanes are. You know, Exa- that's and, exactly. Yeah. I've always you know. Here's the thing: the last two Republican national conventions, 2012, 2008, both of them were hit by hurricanes, and one of them was in Minneapolis. All right, God yeah. is telling you something, baby. Sure. When you get a hurricane in Minneapolis, pardonnez-moi, I'm pretty sure that's not the norm. Okay, that's why you don't have your convention down here in, let's say, September. You're bad. You want to have that in Miami? You're just asking for trouble. On the other hand, if you're from Texas, you get what you deserve, right? If, if God really took out cities that he doesn't like, Miami would have been erased a long time ago by one of these hurricanes. <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah. That's the way Jefferson told when, when the, the capital of, uh, of America originally was New York City, and Hamilton wanted to keep it there, but he was much more um, concerned about setting up uh, the Nash, the uh, Federal Reserve and national banking and stuff sure. like stuff like that, and so he allowed Jefferson said, "Well, I want to move the capital someplace else because he thought New York was a festering cesspool." <laughs> you know where he moved it to? He moved it to Washington D.C., which was basically a malaria-laden, yeah. mosquito-infested land back then. You know what Hamilton said? Go ahead, sure. we're going to run everything else. You can have the government. Right. <laughs> Down, go ahead. Like, we care yeah. about that. Because, we'll have the banks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the banks. We're also going to have, at that point, we manufacturing was New York. Right. Okay? The the Civil War, the, the Revolutionary War and the Civil War basically turned New York into the financial hub of America. The stock market started in this, I don't know, what, the late 1700s, early 1800s in New York, Broad and Wall and, and all that stuff. That's... It's 1789 is when uh, George Washington was inaugurated as president. Where? Yeah. Broad and Wall, right at the corner. Yeah, right on, right on Wall Street. By the way, Wall Street, named after the wall that was actually there to protect the people of New Amsterdam, built by whom? Yep, slaves. <laughs> slaves. Slaves brought over. The original settlers, 1624. Slaves, 1626. Yes, sir, Bob. Then, of course, they destroyed the wall and put the put the blacks to work doing all kinds of other slave stuff. Unbelievable. What was it? Washington Carver's like, a free land under my feet. And then, of course, you know, in 1863, we had the draft riots, at which point they just basically took out hung people. Well done. Well done. I don't know. I'm, I, I watch uh, every time a hurricane comes by, you know, I wait for Republican, right-wing, evangelical, I still read the Bible, loonies. To come out of the woodwork, and you know they will. They're gonna, they're gonna say that these Irish kids dying, yeah. you know, in this thing. That's that's because they did Ireland, and, and they were probably Catholic. Oh, you know, they're Catholic. Yeah, Those yeah, goddamn the fundamentalists don't like the Catholics. Freaking pope. And by the way, they don't they don't read the Bible. They just pretend to. They're right. They ha- carry it around. Right. Well, what they're the buffet Bibleists. It's yeah, like it's go. like you know these people with buffet constitutions. They use it as a weapon. They hit people over the head with it, but they don't sit down and read it. Of course not. They put it in their pockets to defend themselves against the bullets coming at them from the people who are strict constitutionalists. No, but those are the anti-gun people. Yeah. Of course. They, so they don't have bullets. They don't have bullets. No, it's the people that are pro-gun yeah. people that are shooting them. That's why they put the Bible up here. 
the, the liberals ought to arm up and have bullets. <laughs> no, I like to have my bullets right up here in my because, head. Because, you know, before you eat a rich person. <laughs> you got to eat their lobbyists. You got to tenderize them a little bit. tenderize them a little bit. I want to take one of those. You just beat them down a little bit. Me, you soften up the meat a little bit. I know it's a bit rough. It's a bit... It's a bit tough out there. <laughs> Unfreaking believable. Here was one of the great comments. The uh, Pope uh, is offering. What is it? A sick. Uh, what, what's the term for it? He, they, the Pope offers. He, he does a cyclical. Uh, uh, I, I don't know what you're. I can't remember. Give me he hint. makes a statement on something. He makes a statement for the world about where he okay. is coming from and where he wants the Catholic Church to move forward to. And this is about in the environment. He okay. said we're destroying Good. the planet. And Rick Santorum said, you know what, well, why don't we leave the science to the scientists? Forgetting, yeah. of course, that he has a master's in chemistry. You buffoon. Santorum, brought to you by Felching. Felching, <laughs> brought to you by Santorum. That's never going away. That's never going away. God right. bless the guy who did that. I can't remember his name. He's, you know, hardcore gay activist. He's on TV all the time. Hilarious guy. Smart as a whip. But he just loaded it up. Yep. Google Santorum. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, leave science to the scientists. Really? Okay. Good, well, good idea. I, I, abs- I couldn't agree with him more. I really couldn't. So when you say the scientists, do you mean the 99.9% of scientists that, that think global warming is real? Or the 0.1% of scientists that are bought and paid for by you say it's a, just a hoax? Right. Which group of scientists do you tell? As long as they've got one. They that's can, it. Yeah. They that's, can say some scientists say. Right. Yeah. I was watching a thing where they were talking about how um, professors now with tenor are being paid off to write papers in defense of various positions. Sure. Banking was the big one. Banking, these guys, they are, they are, you know, the head of the economics department at Harvard gets hired to write a uh, piece on, you know, where the banking, where banking was. This is back in like 2004. He's like, ah, no problem, baby. Don't don't worry about uh, people saying that there's going to be a bubble. You know, yeah, no problem in that. Don't worry about you know uh, CEO compensation out the yin yang. Carly Carly Fiorino. Here's another one. The best chick they can come up with at the GOP is a lady who tanked Hewlett Packard and walked away with forty one million dollars, and she's going to yeah. tell us how to run the economy. Well done. Very, how about Trump? Here's a guy who just said he's worth nine billion dollars. Okay, he's already been bankrupt a couple of times. You know why mm-hmm. he's worth nine billion dollars? People are still stupid enough to loan this this sure. guy money. Unbelievable. How do you you know? I had a conversation with a friend of mine. We were talking about people who get rich, people mm-hmm. in America, and, and you know how they get there. And the, the ten richest people in America. You want to know who they are? Okay, on the top ten, it's the Waltons. That's four of them. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Cokes. That's two of sure. them. Okay, they all inherited their money. They basically took their parents' money and turned it into more money. They did so by buying lobbyists. Who gave mm-hmm. them favorable tax breaks? Right. Okay. The other four people on that list are Bill Gates, Larry Ellison of Oracle, um, Warren Buffett, yeah. and George Soros. All of whom made their money how? By themselves. Sure. They turned nothing into something. Hey, Republicans, you want to learn a little something about how the economy works? Pay attention to a Democrat. Pay attention to a Democrat. You really think the Cokes know how to make money? They don't. They know how to. They, they know how to turn a great deal of money into more money. But if you start them with nothing, they got jack squat, baby. They you, got you it from their dad. You don't think they could pay off lobbyists with some pocket change? No, I really oh, you, don't. Have you tried that? Yeah, They're going to spend $900 million, you know, on a campaign this year. Yeah. What is it? Hillary's going to spend $2.5 billion? We could. Yeah. She could pay you off the debt. Greece is sure. about to go into default. Yeah. 
personally, she could just say, I'm not going to run anything. All the money, give it to Greece. I mean, mm-hmm. that's perfect for all the people that think that she's in the pocket of foreign governments because she's laundering money through the Clinton campaign. <laughs> you know, I can't believe she's getting away with it. What do you mean you can't believe she's getting away with it? Try catching her or shut up. Either she's smarter than you. Okay, well, okay. She's smarter than you. Let's yeah. start from that. Point. You're an idiot and you're wrong. Yeah, that seems about right for all the people screaming and yelling about that stuff. What else did I have down here? I had a whole bunch of stuff. I wanted to do a couple of quick shout-outs. Um, one is for a friend of mine uh, that passed away a number of months ago. There was a little memorial for him out in L.A. It's my friend, uh, an old friend of mine from Calhoun, Jack Swanstrom. And uh, he, was, um, he was a soldier. Then he made movies. And then he went on to teach film. And he had one movie that he put out. It was written by uh, Shane Black, I believe, who was the guy that did the Lethal Weapon stuff. And it star, it's called AWOL, A-W-O-L, but with periods in there. Uh, it's tough to find, worth watching. It's got John C. McGinley, um, David Morse, a couple of great actors, really, really well done stuff. Jack, we miss you, man. I absolutely miss him because he was like my, my movie go-to guy. He was the one guy I could count on every He knew how to post stuff. Also, he was a big fan of the television show Justified. Ah, a man after my own heart with that. A couple other shout-outs, my friend. Guess uh, summer starts this Sunday, officially, June 21st, summer solstice. You know what that is? That's my friend Ted's Parat's birthday. It's how I always remember. I don't remember anybody's birthday except his. My mom's birthday, I get confused. It's 26th or 27th. Thank God she doesn't watch the show. Because <laughs> she's grooving on, on some other stuff right now, baby. My mom's grooving on probably some Bob Marley and, I don't know, Paul Anka. <laughs> you know. But it's a mit. It's a mash. It's a mashup. Sure. Mash it's the Bob Marley, Paul Anka mashup. It's great stuff, man. So now we're just there. I wanted to, uh, you know, the, the music that I've been playing, the... Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to be playing coming up. I've got a set with uh, Richard Lloyd, The Who, and The Senders. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that set after we do it. I'm trying to think if there's anybody else we need to bit slap around here. Who else? You know, what's 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 stuck in your... What's the pebble in your shoe this week, Pally Pal? Oh, I don't, you, don't, you don't want to get me started. I don't want to get you started, started on, on roller skating rinks and stuff like that. On the important, the important things. The imp- like, uh, like roller rinks. And, like uh, roller rinks. Like no, no lids. I got no I got people like you and Nicole Sandler Sanders <laughs> Sanders here on the radio to do a really good job of uh, of covering the politics. Um, when I do the research, I just I get angrier and angrier, <laughs> you know, and 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 and, and I have to st- step away and look at the palm tree and get to the beach and, and calm down. Serenity because, now, yeah, because I'm, I'm you know I have my show and I'm and 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 the other people are doing what I can on there, but I don't want to. I don't have to want to have to dwell on it, you know. Not until Friday when I watch Bernie and Ann Coulter. That's going to be great. You definitely want to crack open it. A, you want to crack open a fresh bottle of uh, Jack but Daniel's the, single barrel is, for as that. As a preview, because I, I got to mention the um, the uh, the Rachel Dolezal thing, even though that's because this is my first chance on the air to do it. Because she comes from that the, the same town in Montana that right. I lived at. Her parents still live there. Uh, she's very well known there. And what cracks me up about that is that we spend a lot of time in that town talking about... Because it's another world, the outside world. We talk about the outside world. And since that town is so remote and unheard of, you can come from there 
and go to the outside world and absolutely reinvent yourself because no one will ever have heard from you. It is as if when you leave Libby, Montana, it's kind of like you're until arri- you try, try and pass yourself off as yeah. As well, a, as you, a race you can do not- that. You can do that. It's like you're arriving on the planet for the very first time. So you really get to just define yourself at that moment. Like when you you come out of the woods and you hit Spokane, Washington, the first person you see is going to ask you, "Who are you? What are you?" And you can just say anything. They're not going to know. It's not going to get back. There's no two-way communication to that that basin she's cla- that is Libby Did Montana. you see the inter- She's crazy with the, with the rope. She likes to make stuff up. That's her problem. Uh, I thought the, be- the best part of the, uh, the interview with uh, Matt Lauer, I only caught bits and pieces, but one of the lines she said was something like, well, let's just say I don't avoid the sun. Yeah. I was like, not that or the Jufro, baby. You, you live she's in got a fish. great Jufro. For yeah. a girl from Montana, that's, that's a quality Jufro, that's, baby. That's uh, store-bought. Store pump. Yeah, she didn't come by it honest. Really? <laughs> I don't know. You stick your finger yeah. in a socket. Look you what look happens. at some of the. Not to say that there aren't some pasty people in Montana that don't have the natural fro going, right. but I, I don't think she's one of them. I want to be even more liberal. I identify myself as a black woman. Yeah. Now, well, that's I, how I identify myself. I, I identify myself. Or as a poor black sharecropper, or as a jerk, or as Steve Martin. Well, never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm a pomegranate. <laughs> and I, when I want to be referred to as a pomegranate. See, I, I'm, I've decided now I'm going to be identifying myself as Ron Jeremy. Okay, well, you're hairy and ugly. Yeah. <laughs> and yet, somehow... You would have to grow a lot more body hair. And yet, somehow... Yeah. The man manages to have a revolving door of hot chicks yeah. begging him. Yeah. Begging. Well, he has a giant schlong. He does have a giant schlong. So. That's right. I was going to identify myself as, you know, as John Holmes, except the guy died of gay a, crack yeah. addict. Yeah. yeah. Oops, a daisy. No. I'm going to stick to pomegranate. We, we, we like to be called palms. <laughs> yes, that's how, that's the PC word for for people who identify with pomegranates. The palms, that's the thing. Yes, I'm, now, a, I'm a palm. Right, they're not the transgender, they're transracial. And that doesn't, that doesn't mean that you're allowed to just pick my seeds and suck on them. You know, that's still, that, you know. Without, Quite a dime every time consent. somebody said that to me. Yeah, no, no, that's <laughs> uh, that's intimate and uh, you have to have consent to do that. So, so hands off, just because I'm a pomegranate doesn't mean you get to eat me without permission, all right? <laughs> I will be. You know what? That's permission. I'm pretty sure I will never be seeking. Just wait till I start pursuing scholarships. Although it's nice, though. It's nice to identify with something that's sweet, and tasty, and juicy. Uh, right. Yeah. Hello. It's got. A, I like the color. Well, you know what? You ask Ron Jeremy, he'd say he was sweet, and tasty, and juicy too. Yeah, Harry as well, Ooh. obviously. Al Goldstein called him the Hedgehog of Porn. He is the Hedgehog. That was it. He's the Hedgehog. I remember that. Oh, yeah, baby. The Groove Dine keeps going. I've got a set coming up now. It is my me, 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 me set. And shout out to friends who uh, inspired me on this one. The first song is Richard Lloyd, who was uh, he's a guitar player from television, yes? Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, Richard Lloyd from television. You know, and I start thinking back. In, and the, the great thing about doing this show, for me personally, is that it's gotten me back into music. It really has. It's, it's made me not just listen to the song, but go onto YouTube go on to various sites and look for other songs now. Yeah. You know, the six degrees of YouTube. I, lo- I can it's literally... great. I wake up at three o'clock and if I can't get to sleep, yeah. okay, six degrees of YouTube. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I'll, I'll find one song and then I will... I just... I won't go... I won't click the back browser thing sure. ever. Yeah. I'll just find something on the side, go from that, that to that. that. I can yeah. do that yeah. seriously. The uh, chain reaction. Oh, absolutely. I love that. And I have discovered great... Stuff I I love it. I can't say enough about YouTube. From my point of view, I remember when if you wanted to hear new music, 
You had to like go to somebody's house who actually had. You had yep. to literally go to the record store and say, "Hey, can I hear this?" We would do that in that little town in Montana. We had a little record store, and she would do that. She would open up the the records and the tapes and let us. Yeah, it was, it was, it, I remember the you know the old days. That was one of the great things about some of the stores in New York. Uh, Bleaker Bob's. Yeah, fine. Bleaker Bob was a jack off, but Venus Records, which was on Eighth Street, that was or was it Fourth Street? No. It's 8th Street originally, then 4th Street. It's upstairs. <clears throat> Venus Records used to do that. We used to do that in Tower. We had an actual a booth in there with the Yuri 5000 mixer and a couple of turntables. People go in there and play what you want. You know, you take something off the end rack, something that was new, you know, something that people hadn't heard. And then Deutsche Gramophone came out with really thick, 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 thick records. And then CDs came out and... There was no more mixing and scratching, baby. You can't file your records by BPMs anymore. It's all automated for you. Sure. You know, I've got two laptops and a microphone. Well, four microphones, but, you know, <laughs> so much for that stuff right now. In any event, it's all about the groove here. I got a shout out to my gal, Gabby. Yeah, Gabby. Verde Montana. Vermont, the Green Mountain State. Verde Montana. There you go. She's up there, I believe, in the Rutland area. Put this song on. I hadn't heard this song in I don't know how long, but immediately said to myself, wow, there's a song. And then at the end of it, okay, there's a particular part, and it goes, me, 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 like that, an alchemy. And I was like, where do I know that from? I know that from some other song. Then I found the song, and guess what? You're going to hear all of them right now because it's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
Oh, this is fantastic. <laughs> how does he do it? You know, I don't see how you can sit there reading that and not even offer me any. I gave you a taste. What do you want? Why can't we share? I told you not to say anything. You can't go in there, brazenly flout the rules, and then think I'm going to share with you. Do you hear yourself? I'm sorry. This is what comes from living under a Nazi regime. <laughs> Try to 
Yeah, the senders do the do. Before that, the who, the real me from Quadrophenia. Seinfeld, the soup Nazi, and kicking off Richard Lloyd Alchemy from the album Alchemy. Hey, you know what the tie into that entire set is? Here we go. You ready? Okay, I heard the Richard Lloyd song when my friend Gabby posted it. And at the end of it, it's got the alchemy, me, me, me. And I was like, where do I know that from? Where do I know that little bit from? Then I realized it was the exact same as The Who at the end of The Real Me. So I wanted to put those two things in. And when I think of The Who, I think of my friend Alon Portnoy because we were Who fanatics. We used to actually lay down. We didn't use headphones. We would actually lay down and put the speakers on either side of us. And then we would use the channels make sure, like with Steely Dan, you want to hear the solo right to the very end. And we would do that, except we would play it really loud. And so that got me to thinking about a time... I guess I was a senior in high school, and myself and Alon Portnoy and Michael J., who was the bass player for the Fuzz Tones, Alon was the guitar player for the Fuzz Tones, and at the time, I think they were still in the Monitors. That was the name of the band, the Monitors. And we were on our way to go see, this is in February, I believe, of 82, or no, 81, maybe. I don't know, something like that. I have the dates around here somewhere, actually. But uh, we're on our way to go see The Senders at Max's Kansas City. And so we go, we're walking down uh, 13th Street, um, and we get behind the Palladium, which at that point was still a place where you went and saw concerts. Okay, then it turned into a dance club, and now it's, you know, NYU housing. But uh, we're walking behind, and we can hear music coming out of the Palladium. And a guy comes over to us. He goes, hey, I'll get all three of you in the back door for 10 bucks. Ten bucks each. We were like, all right. So we walked in, and what we saw was Elvis Costello on his trust tour with uh, one of the... I always, all these years, I thought it was with Squeeze opening. But actually, it turns out it was Glenn Tilbrook, who was one of the members of Squeeze, who was opening. There were a couple of bands. So we caught bit, a bit of uh, Glenn Tilbrook and then uh, the entire Elvis Costello and the attraction show... At the Palladium, literally, we walked in. When you walk into the Palladium from the back door, you literally walk by the stage. The stage is right up against that back wall. So we walked in and saw that. That's one of those great, wow, look what ended up happening by accident kind of stories. Only in New York does that kind of stuff happen, at least to me, because I've never had it happen anywhere else, but it had to happen a lot in New York City. So it got me to thinking about all those things. Um, a little later on, I am going to read the absolute best Divorce lawyer, divorce letter ever written. I have it, and I'm going to read it. But before that, yeah, it's time for me to take care of the people that take care of me. And you know who I'm talking about, right? It's Precision Auto Works of Pompano Beach, Florida. Dave Tracy, the entire SASE certified crew, bumper to bumper coverage. These guys absolutely do it all. It's the place where people who love their cars take their cars for very good reason he has got a chevelle in there right now seriously okay i sport wood when i walk into that shop now unbelievable in addition to which i'll tell you the one thing that amazes me about people like dave is this is a guy that can actually he's a tool and die guy if you need a part and he can't buy it he'll make it he literally makes the part right there to exacting specifications okay if you've got an internal combustion engine Okay, manufactured after 1900. Seriously, you got a Ford Model A? Okay, before you bring it to the auction block, you want to bring it over to Precision Auto Works and make sure it's still driving. And Dave 
will get it driving. And I know that for a fact. Because he got me driving in my car still running like a demon. Just beautiful, man. I was I turned that puppy over a C-note about a week ago on 95. You know, for fun. RPMs, about 31. Okay, red lines at 63. <laughs> so... Running smooth as a baby's bottom. Precision Auto Works at Pompano Beach, Florida. 954-247-9362. You can go onto the SoFloRadio.com website. Click on Tony C's Groovathon. On my page, you will see a link for Precision Auto Works. They are absolutely Groovathon approved. I use them. I swear by them. You should too. And you know what that means. Time for the Precision Auto Works. Drive Groove of the Day. I have a shredding Steve for later. I'm finishing this the uh, the show with a shredding Steve doing you know and it's it's a terrific song but in this particular instance what I wanted I don't know I was in kind of a mood this week where I was you know you can hear the music I was I was playing some stuff I I've strayed a little bit away this week from the ultra groovy the, the bluegrass the reggae I wanted a bit more of a smack in the face thing I don't know why maybe it's the 12 people in the GOP clown car I you know who knows I listen to these speeches and I'm like you you know, hook me up, put the IV, put the Jack Daniels IV right in here, right in there. Every time you watch these, it makes, if you really, if you're, if you're a progressive or a liberal and you want to just see what hypocrisy looks like and get angrier and angrier and angrier at four pretty good looking chicks, you want to watch Outnumbered on Fox at noon. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wor- oh, yeah. I didn't say, I didn't say you want to watch it sober. Okay, let's, let's, okay, get drunk first. Okay, I know it's at noon. Spare me, you big wusses. All right, get up in the morning, make yourself a big breakfast, and then, you know, start pouring the Jameson into your, into your morning coffee, baby. It's the way you get it done, right? Something like that. Either that or I recommend the China White before you watch this show. Absolutely good. China White, brought to you by the United States government. Because in 2000, when we went into Afghanistan, they produced 10% of the world's opium. Guess how much they produce now? 80%. That's on our watch. Brought to you by China White. Straight out of Afghanistan. Okay? With the United States seal of approval. Once again, you take the DEA, turn off the light switch, it won't have any effect on Jack. Seriously. These guys, how is it possible that we can go into a country, okay, basically mess the entire thing up, let them fight us with weapons we originally gave them because they were fighting against somebody else. And while we're there, watch the only income they have, which is detrimental to the rest of the world, explode by 800%. Okay? These guys are giving the cartels in South America a frickin' run for their money down there. Unbelievable. But I stray. I strayed. I strayed away from the drive group. Got a bunch of really cool songs here. You know, it's the yeses, Sound Explosion, Soundgarden, all that stuff. A little bit of uh, Hannibal in there, the original Hannibal Lecter. That's the important thing here. All right. It's the Drive Groove of the Day on SoFloRadio.com.
I want you to help me, Dr. Lecter. I thought so. It's about Atlanta and Birmingham. Yeah? You read about it? In the papers. I don't tear out the articles. I wouldn't want them to think I was dwelling on anything morbid. You want to know how he's choosing them, don't you? I thought you might have some ideas. Why should I tell you? You get to see the file in this case. And there's another reason. Pray tell. But you might be curious to see if you're smarter than the person I'm looking for. Then by implication, you think you're smarter than me since you caught me. No. I know that I'm not smarter than you. Then how did you catch me? You had disadvantages. What disadvantages? You're insane.
that is exactly how you get your motor running, baby. Soundgarden, Jesus Christ, posed before that. Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter from the original uh, Sound Slam thing, the uh, Manhunter, the Michael Mann thing. Every time I watch a Michael Mann movie, with like, you know, and they all have Peterson. He's he's in that. He's into live and die in L.A. They all have this kind of blue tinge to them. Like all of his movies have that bluish thing in it. I'm figuring that out. Kicking off the uh, drive group of the day, the sound explosion. I'll shake the universe. Um, I came across something. Uh, I was going through an old file I have, and one of the things that was in there was the greatest divorce letter ever written. So here goes, okay? Dear Connie, I know the counselor said we shouldn't contact each other during our cooling off period, but I couldn't wait anymore. The day you left, I swore I'd never talk to you again. But that was just a wounded little boy in me talking. Still, I never wanted to be the first one to make contact. In my fantasies, it was always you who would come crawling back to me. I guess my pride needed that. But now I see that my pride's cost me a lot of things. I'm tired of pretending I don't miss you. I don't care about looking bad anymore. I don't care who makes the first move as long as one of us does. Maybe it's time we let our hearts speak as loudly as our hurt. And this is what my heart says. There's no one like you, Connie. I look for you in the eyes and breasts of every woman I see, but they're not you. They're not even close. Two weeks ago, I met this girl at Hooters and brought her home with me. I don't say this to hurt you, but just to illustrate the depth of my desperation. She was young, maybe 19, with one of those perfect bodies that only a youth, with only youth and maybe a childhood spent ice skating can give you. I mean, just a perfect body. Tits like you wouldn't believe, and a rear end that just wouldn't quit. Every man's dream, right? But it, but as I sat on the couch being done by this stunner, I thought, look at the stuff we've made important in our lives. It's all so superficial. <laughs> what does a perfect body mean? Does it make her better in bed? Well, in this case, yes. But you see what I'm getting at. Does it make her a better person? Okay, does she have a better heart than my moderately attractive Connie? I doubt it. And I never really thought of that before. I don't know, maybe I'm just growing up a little. Later, after we became exhausted, I found myself thinking, why do I feel so drained and empty? It wasn't just her flawless technique or her slutty, shameless hunger, but something else, some nagging feeling of loss. Why did it feel so incomplete and then it hit me? It didn't feel the same because you weren't there to watch. Do you know what I mean? Nothing feels the same without you. Jesus, Connie, I'm just crazy without you, and everything I do reminds me of you. Do you remember Carol, that single mom we met in the Holiday Inn Lounge last year? Well, she dropped by this week with a pan of lasagna. She said she figured I wasn't eating right without a woman around. I didn't know what she meant till later, but that's not the real story. Anyway, we had a few glasses of wine, and the next thing you know, we're in our old bedroom. And this tart's a total monster in the stack. She's giving me everything, you know, like a real woman does when she's not hung up about her weight or her career or whether the kids can hear us. All of a sudden, she spots that tilting mirror on your grandmother's old vanity. She puts it on the floor so we can watch ourselves. It's totally hot, but it makes me sad, too, because I can't help thinking, why didn't Connie ever put the mirror on the floor? We had this old vanity for, what, 14 years and never used it like that. Saturday, your sister drops by with a copy of the restraining order. 
I mean, Vicky's just a kid and all, but she's got a pretty good head on her shoulders, and she's been a real friend to me during this painful time. She's given lots of good advice about you and women in general. She's pulling for us to get back together, Connie. She really is. So we're doing tequila jello shots in the hot tub. <laughs> in the yeah, in the was in the hot tub, the bubble bath, talking about happier times. Here's this teenage girl with the same DNA as you, and all I can think, and all I can do is think of how much she looked like you when you were 18, and that just about makes me cry. And then it turns out your little sister Vicky is really into the whole anal thing. That gets me to thinking about how many times I pressured you to try it, and how that probably fueled some of the bitterness between us. But do you see how even then? When I'm, with your, when I'm with your baby sister, all I can do is think of you. It's true, Connie. In your heart, you must know it. Don't you think we could start over? Just wipe out all the grievances? Start afresh? I think we can. If you feel the same way, please, please let me know. Otherwise, can you let me know what a fucking remote control for the TV is? Your loving ex-husband, Dan. I don't know why I think that's funny, but I do. I got that from an old friend of mine. John Pfeiffer sent that to me years ago, and it just, you know, popped up. I'm going through old files, and I had I had a, found a great file in there. It's an entire series of posters. You know how when you go to these uh, sales offices and they have these motivation posters and they're popping them out? This one is the exact opposite of that. It's an, it's really, I'll send it, I'll send it to you, man. It's, it's laugh out loud funny. Seriously, milk coming out the nose. Some of these things are so perfect. It's absolutely astounding. Yeah, it's the Groove It Done. You know what? We got about 35 minutes left, and I've got a back-to-back song. Did you work out the uh, the glitch we had there? That's because you're the master. The master. He's got the pebble in his hand. He's absolutely there. I put together a set uh, a couple weeks ago. I did a back-to-back, to back, actually, three-song set. It started with the average white band, Schoolboy Crush, then went into Eric B. and Rakim. Um, and then into Rage Against the Machine. It was the school, uh, Eric B. and Rakim sampled Schoolboy Crush for the song Microphone Fiend, which was then covered by Rage Against the Machine doing Microphone Fiend. And one of the things about Eric B. and Rakim, one of the reasons I think they are, they're in my top five hip-hop, rap bands of all time. They really found some of the unbelievable grooves to sample and one of them and I knew it immediately because I've always been a big Chikoria and Return to Forever fan I'm a big Al Demiola fan and one of the beats they sampled is from the 19 I believe it's 74 75 release by um, Chikoria and Return to Forever with the it's got the it's, the album is called No Mystery and it's the lineup that I like the best it's got Chikoria Al Demiola Stanley Clark and Lenny White um, I managed to see I've seen all I haven't seen Lenny White as a solo artist I've seen the other three as a solo artist and then I saw them all together hey guess where I saw them at the Palladium that's right I saw that that show at the Palladium I also saw Al Demiola there with Jan Hammer and Larry Coriel that was a dynamite show and Eric B and Rakim God bless him man they really know how to do the sampling and they sampled a song called Flight of the Newborn which was written it's the first Al Demiola composition that was uh, recorded by Chikoria and Return to Forever. And this was before he went on to do his solo albums. His uh, first one was, I believe, Land of the Midnight Sun, then Elegant Gypsy. And he used a lot of the uh, 
the members of uh, Return to Forever, obviously. You know, you've got Campbell in there, Elliot Campbell, and the rest of those guys that all play guitar. But this is a back-to-back and, you know, two completely different genres of music. Absolutely different. And yet, both of them, are, both of these songs are... I'll listen to both of these bands, okay, at any time, any song, for ages. I can listen to Return to Forever all day long. All day. And I can listen to Eric B. and Rakim all night without batting an eye. So I got it back-to-back for you. It's a little Return to Forever followed up by Eric B. and Rakim. It's the Groovathon on SoFloRadio.com.
standing by the speaker. Suddenly I had this fever, wasn't me or either. Summer madness. Cause I just can't stand around So I get closer and the closer I get The better it sound My mind starts to activate Bombs collaborate Cause when I heard the beat I just had to make Something from the top of my head So I fell into the groove of the wax And I said How could I move the crowd? First of all Ain't no mistakes allowed Here's the instructions Put it together It's simple ain't it? But quite clever. Some of you been trying to write rhymes for years. But we got this. Irritate my ears. Is this the best that you can make? Cause if not, and you got more, I'll wait. But don't make me wait too long. Cause I'ma move on the dance floor. When they put something smooth on. So turn up the bass. It's better when it's loud. Cause I like to move the crowd. That's made by solar. It gets stronger every time I hold a microphone. Check the tone and get started. The line for the microphone is departed. So leave it up to me. My DJ is mixing. Everyone is moving or eager to listen. Your hands in the air, your mouth shut. Cause I'm on the mic and Eric B is on the cut. For those that know me, indeed I like the flow. Especially when the music's going slow. It gives me a chance to let everybody know. It's time to bust out the Rock Kim show. I'm the intelligent wise on the mic. I will rise right in front of your eyes, cause I am a surprise. So I'ma let my knowledge be going to a perfection. All praise is due to Allah, and that's a blessing. But knowledge itself, there's nothing I can't solve. In 360 degrees, I'll evolve. This is actual fact, it's not an act, it's been proven indeed. And I'll proceed to make the crowd keep moving. Crap. Ooh, 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 ooh
little feet walking all night. That is from a reissue of one of the great live albums out there, Waiting for Columbus. I love that record. Alan Salad, also in Vermont. What is it with the people in Vermont to come up with great music? Alan's and all that stuff. Yeah, he's dead as well. But we, we let that go away because he... He's always talking about stuff he finds on Pandora, and then he'll tell, you know, he posts it on Facebook. God bless my friends. They have, most of them have the most incredible taste in music. My gal Diana sent me, you know, she's always sending me song. hey, you should check this out, you should check this out. Well, last night she sent me, it was the last night or the night before, sent me a Nazareth song. Now, I never got into the big hair bands, that stuff, the Def Leppard, and it's not Nazareth who's better than that. Yeah, I. this is an arena of music that I never got into. She sent me a song. I was like, wow, man, all right. So now I've got that, and I can poke around and start fussing around with old Nazareth stuff. So I'm psyched. New music for Tony. Okay? Now, if I may, Nazareth is more like, like Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult. Than I, those I other, actually than those, saw Black Sabbath those, and Blue Oyster uh, Cult on the Black the, and the Blue The hair tour. bands. I wouldn't have called Nazareth okay, the hair they're not, they're not they're, like, they're real men. <laughs> right, they're, not, they're not the band Cinderella? No, no. I, they're not poison. <laughs> I had a... I had a uh, my mom was uh, involved in theater. She was at some show. This was in Ireland, I think, back then with uh, her friend Joan. And Joan's big wig in TVs and movies and stuff but they had gone to some rock show and they were backstage and she was telling me she walked by one of the dressing rooms one of the guys in the band was like blow drying his chest hair and he was like fluffing it up because he had like one of those one piece you know those things those guys used to wear but he was back there blow drying his hair and he was fluffing it up I just thought that was the funniest thing ever Anyway, man, I've got great friends. They come up with great... I know. Isn't that a classic? Owner of a used product on there. I don't... Little I have moose. no idea. I literally have have no idea about that. You know, I, mean, I, re- I saw Black Sabbath and Blue Oyster Cult in Nassau Coliseum on their Black and Blue Tour. Then I saw Blue Oyster Cult at Bonds in New York off Times Square under the name Soft White Underbelly. And the original name. Yeah, that was the original name. But then they, after they became BOC, they would, you know, do surprise shows, you know? I mean, I actually saw Ian Hunter. I won tickets on WNEW when I was in high school. I went to see him at the Savoy, and he took off his sunglasses in the middle of the show. And it was like all over the radio the next day. Ian Hunter took off sunglasses. And Mick Ronson was there with the guitar real well. Shows Tony has seen in the Times Square area. Holy mackerel. The list of clubs that that were around, I mean, the, the pep moved from 13th to Midtown. Then the Lone Star moved. Also, the pe- actually, the Pep Pep was up on 15th. The Lone Star was on 13th. And they moved to, what, 54th Street, I believe. That was uh, Lone Star West. So they moved over there. Hey, you know what? Yeah, we got it just about right. I've got a shredding Steve to finish off the show. I'm going to tell you who it is. It's Steve Stevens. He's obviously, he's the guitar player from Billy Idol. And he is a phenomenal flamenco guitar player. There is an album out there called Flamenco Agogo. And it has many uh, people. He played for Taylor Guitars as well. Um, This song is called Letter to a Memory. It's an absolutely dynamite track. I love this guy. If you ever get the chance, Steve Stevens has got a one-man army, I believe, is one of his solo albums. Killer. Killer. Killer version of Trower's um, Day of the... uh, What is it? Day of the Eagle. Not the Dove, you know. So, just shred that out, man. Unbelievable stuff. You know what? We're coming to the close, baby. It's been groovy, hasn't it? 
You know what I'm going to do next week when I come back? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try and do the exact same thing, except just a little bit better. A little bit better. Shout outs to everybody tuning in live and all those people that have been downloading the show. I passed the 500 download count. I finally went back and said, hey, I wonder how many Congratulations. People. Thank you very much. I, you know, I don't harp on that stuff because for me, I get to live the dream. I live the dream. I come in here. There are a few people out there. They listen to the show. They download the show. And hopefully I put a smile on your face. But I'm living the dream, baby. I'm living the dream. And now I'm way more into music. I'm way more into paying attention to what's going on in current events. And so I'm grateful that I get to do this. And anybody who's tuning in, you know what you get from me, right? You get the big old mucho mahalo, baby. We're coming to the close here. I will absolutely be back giving some thought to changing the time to Mondays to 2 to 4. Any any number of reasons for that, not the least of which is the gut-wrenching traffic on 95 at rush hour. But also, you know, I want to come... I also think it would be good to be able to do the show on a Monday. That way I can come back after Sunday and beat all of the nighttime talk show guys. I can beat them to the joke. I can beat these guys to the joke every time. I can't tell you how many times I've said stuff written stuff then I see it on your shelves and I think to myself why aren't I writing for what it's like the the the, uh, the tears for fears thing how come I get no credit for getting into this band before the rest of the damn world did huh how come where's my credit god damn it nah that don't mean that Hashem in the hizzy baby hey you know what much love out there it's an attitude of gratitude it's how we start finish and the controlling factor in the show for myself my man IBB as always peace aloha Good night man.
Casting from the heart of downtown Hollywood. This is SoFloRadio.com.